special episode of the Mums Night Out podcast. This episode was put together in celebration of International Women's Day. So over the last few weeks, I have been interviewing a whole host of amazing women over on my Instagram channel at Rachel Bloomfield Coaching. Every Monday morning at 11am, I have been going live with a different woman in my Mum Boss Monday series, and I've had some amazing chats with some fascinating women about how they manage the juggle between mum life and running a business and just some insights into their journey. And these conversations have been so inspiring, so interesting, and just so relatable that I thought it would be a great opportunity to to put some clips together from some of these episodes and create a special podcast episode around it. So I really hope that you enjoy this. If you enjoy this topic, I am carrying on with my Mumbass Monday series every Monday at 11am, and I've got some great guests lined up over the next few weeks. So for this podcast episode... First up, here's some clips from my amazing chat with the lovely Charlie Day from Charlie Day Sales. We chat all about mum guilt and the rise of her amazing business. I think you'll find this one really interesting. What's your the hardest thing when like working from home? What do you find is toughest? I think working on your own is super lonely. Like I am a people person. I love people. Um, but like when I used to work in the phonics office, I got nothing done because I just go around chatting to people be like, like Monday was a big catch up day. I haven't seen anyone for two days. It's like, right, what's going on? Um, and I can get very easily distracted as well. So, um, yeah, I find working on my own quite hard, especially when, like when things aren't going so well, it's fine when everything's going well and you're like, yes, I'm absolutely bossing it. I'm having a great time. But then when things are going hard, something bad happens, whatever. that's when I find it hard that you're not surrounded by people who are like okay this is how we're going to tackle it this is how we're going to move forward and of course I do have like Audrey who's watching she's part of my team but we're all spread out so it's it's really different and I think because I thrive around people that's probably the thing I find hardest Mm. so what do you what do you do in those moments where you feel like oh I feel lonely and I feel a bit stuck um, well, I'm I'm in like a, lots of communities because of this, right? So I'm in my own mastermind. I've got my own mastermind that I run. And they're both places where I can show up as like, you know, even on a bad day, you know, I wouldn't mind crying in front of those groups of people and, you know, saying how it really is. Yeah. I, I mean, I, th- I do think that I do that a lot just in my audiences in general, but I probably wouldn't like come onto an Instagram live and cry, but um I would do <laughs> my mastermind. So I think it's really important that you surround yourself by people with people who you can sh- like really have those honest conversations and reach out to them when you need them um, mm. and all of those things. But sometimes, sometimes I think it's hard when you are feeling like that to reach out. Yeah. You often feel like you're, you might be the only person who feels that because suddenly because you feel that you'll go onto Instagram or into Facebook or something and you'll see all these things of people looking like they're absolutely bossing it and absolutely Mm. nailing everything and then you just feel like you know it's hard isn't it when you feel that way yeah I I did a podcast last week and I spoke about something really not great that had happened um and from that podcast I probably had about 12 messages only went out on Friday, 12 messages from people who's saying, oh, I'm going through a really hard time at the moment, or I'm worried about this, or thank you so much for sharing that. And I think actually, if you can show a bit of that vulnerability, people do connect with that, because actually there's so much positivity and, you know, look at my life, isn't it great? 
out there on social media, but there's significantly less of like, actually, I'm going through this thing at the moment, which I'm finding really, really tough. However, I think it's really important that we do put the positivity out there because I wouldn't want, um, you know, the Entrepreneurs Growth Club, my community full of people like, oh, I I haven't made a sale today. Isn't today awful? I hate Mondays. Like that would not, that would not motivate me to get going. So, um, yeah, I think there's a good balance of the two, isn't there? I think that when I see you, I think, you know, you've got these multiple businesses and you've great success and, you know, and obviously things have grown to a huge scale for you, which is like unbelievable. But I wonder, like, do you feel like as your businesses have grown and as you as an entrepreneur have grown, have you had to make compromises in terms of either what you can't now do in your business because of your family or what you maybe can't do so much in your family because of your businesses? This is a really good question and it's a tricky one because I think it comes back to what do you want most? I don't feel like I make any compromises and I don't feel like, I don't feel like I don't feel like I make any compromises. However, somebody else would look at my life and think I don't I wouldn't want that to be my life. Mm. And that is absolutely fine. That's mm. absolutely fine. I've got no judgment on anybody and how they want to live their life. And so my hope is that nobody would have a judgment on my life and mm. how I want to live it. Um, you know, if I got a if I got a call from my little boys' school right now whilst I was live, I'd just say, Oh, I'm gonna have to go at yeah. my little boys' school school's calling there's obviously something wrong and I would shut down this live and I would go and have that conversation and to have a business where you have that opportunity is amazing um similarly sports day parents evening you know school shows anything anything at all I don't feel like I compromise I feel like if I had a corporate job maybe I would have to miss some of that stuff but I don't Um, But also, equally, I have a lot of help um, with my house, with my little boy, with every single aspect of my life. So I would hate for anybody to um, look at me or watch my life and think, oh, my gosh, she's got it all. No, you know, we do spend time apart. I went on three abroad trips without him last year. Um, But similarly, he went on some trips with me that he wouldn't have gone on if I didn't have this job you you need to look after yourself you can't just think oh i can't do that because i've got a child or if there's something that you want to do then my advice to you is go out there and do it yes you might not be able to be out every single week doing all of these fancy exotic things but Mm. if there's something that you want to do do it regardless of the fact that you've got kids you know don't let that that hold you back also, if you don't want to go, then just say no. Don't feel bad about that. Just do whatever you like, basically. But um, I remember a few weeks later, I was in a room full of women. I was speaking at an event and someone put their hand up and they said, um, I saw um, on your social media that you went to LA for a week. And I was like, oh yeah, I just got back. I mean, it was a, a huge, massive thing for me. You know, I flew like long haul by myself, left my family for a week. It, it wasn't just about the things that I learned and experienced whilst I was there. It was a, a, an area of personal development for, for myself. Anyway, this woman puts her hand up and she was like, yeah, I saw on your social media that you went to LA. And then she said, did you not just feel really, really bad on your little boy? And there was like a hundred women in the room. And I just think, no, no, I didn't. And the very fact that you are asking me that in front of this room full of women 
makes me just so, so upset. And that's what I think about me saying, you know, I don't judge other people for how they're doing it. And mm. what I ask for in return is that people don't judge me. Yeah. I remember when I didn't have five minutes to myself and now here I am. So mm. looking back and, and celebrating yourself, I encourage everyone to do that every single week. Celebrate yourself because you're all awesome. Yeah, yeah I love that. Yeah, and I think that's one thing as women, we often, far too often forget to do is just actually recognize like how far we come you know if you're in the early stages and you're trying to set up a business and you know you're thinking well I've made no sales I'm you know I I've done nothing I was like you've never never done nothing like what have you done okay well I've like created um social media pages for myself or I've written a blog post or I've designed my website or you know there's so many things we're always a lot further along the journey than we think we are or that we like to than we kind of admit that we are yeah and I sometimes think like you know we're, we're all ambitious entrepreneurs so I'm like I feel like I'm just at the bottom of the mountain about to climb and yeah. unless I remember like do you remember when you didn't have a business like yeah. remember when you didn't actually have a business you had this idea of running a business and now here we are, we've all got businesses, we've all learned a ton of stuff, we've made money, like that is phenomenal. Some people will never do that in their lifetime and we've done that. And if you, I, I'm a firm believer, if you can go from not running a business to running a business of some size, making some sales, you've done the hard part. That's the hard part. That's a really interesting way. I, I really like that. That's a really interesting way to look at it because I think we're so often like, like you say, striving to the next level, striving to the next level. But actually, you're right. The hard part is the start. The hard part is getting going and actually yeah. and, and setting it up and getting it out there. That is, that's, that's the difficult part that takes time. Yeah, and it takes a lot of courage as well to stand up and say, you know, especially if, it, if that includes like leaving a job or, you know, yeah, maybe putting your kids in childcare one day so you can get it started or whatever. You know, it's, it's a big step and you've got to back yourself haven't you and people there'll always be someone saying are you sure this is the right thing to do are you sure i don't yeah. know that this is going to work out or any of those things there's always going to be those people and if you're willing to go yeah i know i can hear what you're saying but i'm not going to listen to it then yeah. that, that's amazing next up is some really interesting clips from my conversation with lorna from lorna and the gram where we discuss all things instagram I really want to dive in and chat all things Instagram with you because I'm a massive Instagram geek and um, I love it. And I just think like it is a massive, massive tool for our businesses. But I also think like as mums, as women, often it can be really hard to get going on Instagram because you just, I know a lot of people that feel, oh, I don't know, a lot, a lot of people might, you know, I'm in my 40s and I know a lot of people my sort of age that say, oh, it's just for the young folk, isn't it? Like, I can't get my head around it. And, um, or they don't want to show up, you know, they're not keen to show their face on camera and all that sort of stuff. Like, what do you find with sort of the women that you work with is sort of the main thing that really holds people back on Instagram? So most people, they tend to fall into two counts. The two main things I tend to see are either... Um, they're not familiar with like the uh, features and the how-tos and actually yeah. where to press the button and where to put that and the, you know the function like, how it functions yeah. like, how to physically use the app 
Yeah. And I help them with that. I can walk them through all of that. That's not a problem. The other bit, which is trickier, and I'm finding my feet with in terms of being able to provide, provide the right support, but it's wanting to be visible and feeling confident enough to show up on camera, on lives, potentially to anybody in the world feeling like they can do that, that they have something important to say and that people want to hear it. There's that side of it as well. Yeah, and I, and I think that is that is always a tough one. And I work with a lot of women who, who struggle generally with self-confidence in all areas. And so this, you know, shows up massively mm -hmm. when you've got to then say, well, you know, why don't you just go on and, you know, do a little story or whatever. And they're like, oh like, my God, I can't possibly do that. No one wants to see my face. Exactly. Um, I love it. And what I always remind people is like, when I first started out on Instagram with like business wise on Instagram, I would like, I psyched myself up to do my first live and I had zero views, like zero views live. And then I think on the replay, maybe five people watched it, something like that. And they were probably my friends and family, if I'm honest. And I think that that's the reality. I think we get so caught up in this, like, oh, if I go live, it could be, you know, seen by all these people. But in reality, when we get going at the start, it's probably only seen by our friends and family and a handful of other and the handful of other people are probably going to be like-minded people because they've been shown your content by Instagram because Instagram thinks in all its wisdom that you're someone, you know, that, that is relevant to them. So realistically, most people that watch it are going to resonate with you and they're going to, you know, probably relate to what you're saying. Yeah, and, and actually the best time to practice things like talking on stories or doing your first live or doing a masterclass or anything, whatever you're doing for the very first time, the best way to practice it is actually to have no audience or just to have one person. Because if, if for whatever reason it's a total disaster and tech goes wrong and you've got a screaming child in the back or something happens, We've all been there. <laughs> then actually only one person saw it and it's fine because it could be deleted if it needed to be deleted. Do you know what I mean? It's not like your very first live is going out to 10,000 people yeah. and it's so important for your business because you've got to make X, Y, and Z sales off the back of this. That's so much pressure and actually you don't need that for the very first time you do it. And the other thing I say is that your first live is likely to be crap. It's likely to be crap. So just lower the bar, lower the bar right down and just say, you know what, just doing it is all I need to do. Nobody needs to watch live. I don't need to get any kind of follow-up from it. Just get over that hurdle of doing it and looking at yourself on the camera and working out where the buttons are. Yeah. And just do it. And then maybe the next time you do it, you know, you might want to signpost some, someone somewhere or, you you know, you might want to interact with people that are on your life or something like that. But the first one, lower the bar yeah, and do just it. do it. Yeah. <laughs> the whole concept of work-life balance is more like work-life blend in that you can be working and still have your kids around. Yeah can be on holiday and still technically be working if you're sharing stuff on the socials because it's all part of a bigger do you know what I mean there's such a blend yeah and some people like that and some people would prefer work and life to be completely separate and that's fine too you know a lot of people get into this sort of thing 
after maternity leave and the thought of going back, you know, to a nine to five or let's face it, it's probably not nine to five. It's probably seven till six or something. Um, you know, and the thought of that is quite daunting when you've got a young kid. And um, so, I, you know, the, the attraction and that certainly was my experience of starting mm. this was just that that ability to have that freedom and sort of set yeah. your own schedules. Yeah, 100%. I came from a teaching career and after having my second son, who is going to be five months, um, even when I was pregnant, I knew I wouldn't be able to go back full time. I knew I was going to have to look for alternatives and sort of fell into starting my own business because I couldn't find any alternatives. And I speak, I know you speak to a lot of women. I speak to a lot of women who ex exactly the same thing happens because yeah. of the way that work is set up and childcare is set up. Yeah. It's the only way that we can still do things we love and have the, the blend with family and freedom as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think that there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of positives for it and there's a lot of benefits. And I think it is a tough journey. Like, you know, it's not easy. And I think that sometimes on social media, I especially see this on TikTok, it's a little bit on Instagram as well, but there's, there's sort of this idea that sometimes you see these entrepreneurs, these young um, kids, <laughs> like, you know, young women who suddenly, you know, oh, I just started this and then it's blown up and now I've got these millions of sales. And yes, of course, there are those stories and that happens, but that is not the norm. Like, that is a yeah, yeah, I know. But that's that's what. But then you get distorted, and you think that's the norm. And even if you're doing amazing things in your business, and you're getting a couple of clients, and you know you're getting, you know, you're building your list and all of this, and it's and actually that's very that's going really really well. But when you compare it to that little person up there that's suddenly a millionaire overnight, it it doesn't look good. Yeah. Um. But what has helped me in that situation is actually speaking to people who are in a similar position to me but actually speaking really honestly about our numbers yeah like how many people are on an email list like how many people message you each week how many people actually because when you look at everybody's numbers and, and actually everybody's are like two five um oh something did really well and it got 30 views you start thinking oh actually yeah. that's what the, those are the normal numbers like and it sort of brings it a little bit back down to realistic levels yeah i absolutely love that and i think there is so much hesitation from a lot of people to share that sort of information because they feel they feel judged or they feel like oh people i think especially like i find obviously i'm a coach and i find like in the coaching industry like mm. there's a real hesitation to share because you feel like P are people going to trust me and take me seriously you know if I don't have like 25 clients all at once you know and I don't have all these but it's like the reality is I find especially with coaching is that people will hire a coach because they connect with them and it's actually irrelevant like mm. even what training I've done how many clients I've helped like all of that will actually be irrelevant. Yes, it's good. And for me, I think it's important. And for my own sort of confidence, that, you know, is important to me. But realistically, someone's going to say, okay, I can connect with that person. I hear what she's saying. She's speaking to me. 
um, I think that would help. And so they are not going to care whether they are my first client, my 100th client, um, you know, whether I've got 25 qualifications or one, you know, I, I think that's the reality. And I think we need to be more open with that sort of stuff. And, you know, and, and often people are very, I'm very near the start of my coaching journey, massively. I only got my first qualification at the end of last year. Um, I'm starting out with all my first sort of first memberships, first programs, first coaching. And it's like, I love it. And I love being at the start of that journey, but I have to remind myself that I'm at the start of that journey because I see so many coaches who are 50 steps ahead of me and I think oh my god like they're doing so well and isn't it amazing but you can't compare because you know they're probably three years down the line than me and the other thing is like say you um say you got really busy and you had loads of inquiries and you took on maybe 30 clients do you have the capacity <laughs> to approach 30 clients in a week no that would be burnout immediately sure yeah to keep yeah. up you know and to do it properly yeah so you know thinking of where your capacity is where your limit is actually where mm. you are actually 20 might be your limit or actually mm. five might be your limit mm. whatever your limit is and then you go well if i'm at capacity at five i only need to get maybe one this month or two mm. months and then it feels way more realistic so um as a a busy mum running a business like what are your, where do you stand on the whole kind of scheduling, planning, flying by the seat of your pants? Like how, how does it work for you in terms of your social media? I would love to say that I'm one of these people that has, has everything planned and scheduled. And I do really want to be that person. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, and going from you know, using Instagram just for personal reasons and then, you know, as content creator type of work. And now as a business owner, I'm starting to realise that actually you, you've got to have some stuff planned. It, it won't just fly on its own. Yeah. So, I, so I am starting to put more and more things in place. Um, but I also don't want to schedule it so, and plan it and schedule it so much that the fun gets lost either so yeah. i'm trying to do a bit of both where i sort of i can't answer your question because i do a bit of both i've got some stuff that's planned and scheduled out and then i've got space to do things on the fly <laughs> yeah be a personal brand and you're just a one person personal brand and sometimes it's going to be reality stuff sometimes it's going to be thought out business stuff yeah yeah. And I'm in a position where I quite like the balance of the two. Yeah, and, and in reality, that is, that is our life as well. Yeah. <laughs> that's not just the social media side, that, that is life. Like a lot yeah. of the time I have great structures in place in my business, I've got loads of stuff planned out that I wanna do, but then other times I'm juggling it all and you know, flying out 20 balls at the same time and just trying to stay afloat. <laughs> My next conversation was with the lovely Ashling from the Love Life community, where we talk about the juggle of running a business around your kids and what to do in those moments when things have to change and you have to be adaptable. If somebody is kind of wanting to set out on a journey of running their own business, um, what would you say is kind of like... I don't know, like a little tip you'd give them from, from your own experience. If you're looking back where you started things out, like what would you say is something that, just something for them to bear in mind? 
Well, and I, I, do you know what? I think this is said a lot, but I think it's so important. Um, whatever it is you're going to pursue, you need to absolutely live and breathe and love it because, you know, my business slash businesses now um, happened almost by accident because I was just doing things and sharing things that I loved anyway. And I think when it comes from that place inside you, then it will absolutely be successful and it will be yours and it will be authentic and it will represent you. If you're, you know, I mean, maybe looking at multiple different styles of businesses and going, well, I'm going to go for the one that gives me the most income, the, the most income fastest, whatever it is. Look, if that's right for you and that aligns for you, then yes, go for that. If it's not going to light you up on the inside, though, at the same time, it's not going to do that for you. It's it's not. You know, because as parents, obviously, we have to be able to be flexible. Like we could have all the plans world for how we want to run our business and what we're going to do each day but okay let's say you kid you wake up in the morning your kid's sick and they're gonna have to be at home with you that day where you had planned you know a load of meetings or whatever it be like how do you kind of mentally deal with those kind of juggles <laughs> um, I think um I don't know if you know this but I'm actually the, the head leader for Ireland Northern Ireland for Mums and Business International with Leona Burton so okay. I um I think I'm so used to now just showing up with my kids anyway that I think I'm so I'm so settled that my kids can be with me in usually the majority of the meetings that I'm in. Like I bring my kids to my events. Yeah. My children have gone on networkathon. They take part. They, they take part in networking events with me. In fact, my middle child loves it. Like he like. He thinks he can run the meetings. Whoever's, whoever is the leader of the group, he's always beside them at the front of the room, like being like, yeah, yeah, this is what you're doing. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I just, I just say to people, listen, this is it. I'm a woman business. And, and if my kids have to be here, they have to be here. And, and I don't feel bad about it. And I think a lot of, I understand in a lot of circumstances, it won't be considered acceptable. But I think, I also think that, if you show up, show up feeling empowered and that for you it's okay the other person will be like oh okay <laughs> most of the time they will just accept that you know you're still making things happen and I hope have a lot of respect um, mm-hmm. that you are showing up as yourself and as that mom and still doing business despite the fact that a tiny one of your tiny humans has decided to be part of your day unexpectedly yeah, yeah I mean <laughs> the reality isn't it that's the reality of it and I think it's as well about sort of allowing for those changes and those adaptations I mean I certainly find um because I um I coach and so I've often got like one-to-one coaching sessions and so if I have my child off sick then I can't really have my kid there because it's not you know that's a private one-to-one session and it's not really appropriate for me to have like my seven-year-old like (laughs) listening in (laughs) But however, I will have to postpone that session because I have to be there with my kid. And so therefore it's the same idea in terms of I understand that sometimes I might have to um, postpone their session. But like you say, I hope that that allows them to realize that it's okay for them also to push things around when, as and when they need to as well. Yeah, because I mean, life is life. (laughs) And I think... Um, I think if you end up in a situation where 
somebody that you're working with doesn't respect that if your child is sick, you're going to be there. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, if my child is like really sick, yeah, I'm not going to be somewhere. <laughs> but if they're just like a little bit under the weather and they're grand and they're, they're okay for a cuddle and a snuggle and a, a snack and to do whatever they need to do to chill out and feel better, that's fine. Um, but if somebody doesn't respect that you've needed to do that, then you're working with the wrong person anyway. Next up, I chatted with Sydney, who founded the Friendly Networking Group and the Friendly Cake Company. We had a great chat all about the importance of network and building your tribe. So with the, um, the women that you um, meet at your networking events or, uh, you know, throughout your kind of just general network, um, what do you find that, is there certain things that you find that most women struggle with, the same things, or do you find there's a real wide I would say boundaries is probably the main thing. Again, it's because you're having to deal with so much and <clears throat> my husband's in hearing distance, so I need to be careful what I say. But <clears throat> as a female, it does tend to ultimately, most of it falls in your lap to deal with and the admin and the school, but, you know, book day and this and that and appointments and the house and dinner and on top of your own business. Um, so it's putting boundaries in place that, you know, you are working at this time and you're not going to get that done. And no, I can't just do you a quick favour and pop to the shop and grab my, you know, I am actually doing things. Um, and also outsourcing as well. We talked a lot about out outsourcing things because we all have the things we don't like. Um, mm. And when you first start your business, you are, of course, wanting to make as much money as you can so you don't necessarily want to spend out on an accountant or social media or a VA but actually by freeing up the time for those things you don't like doing you can be so much more productive in the things you do like doing and getting yourself out there more and you know growing your profile and growing your um visibility and things you know yeah there's nothing wrong with outsourcing yes it might be a cost you don't think you can afford at first but actually in the long run it does free up your time for the things you enjoy doing in your business yeah. you don't have to do it all yeah I agree I think that is something I certainly you know years back when I started other businesses was in that mindset of well I you know I haven't got any money coming in therefore I can't have money going out if you see what I mean and so you just but then you kind of get stuck in that sometimes you get stuck in that mindset of like not um not wanting to to spend out and sometimes it is a case of sort of thinking yeah like you say okay how is this actually going to benefit me much bigger and so sometimes you know it's about okay i haven't got any money coming into my business right now but perhaps i'm gonna use some of my own you know savings or whatever to to actually just outsource some of these things because it is actually going to make a huge difference to my life and that was a real mindset shift for me um in that i didn't do that for a long time um in my businesses and and then you just you end up trying so hard to do the things that you're not an expert in. <laughs> yeah. And then you just end up resenting it because you find yourself trying to do all these things and then they're not um, going as well as they maybe should do, or you're not feeling like you're getting the results you should do, but then you're focused on the things you don't like. Obviously it's difficult when you don't have the budget or money to kind of do that, but I would recommend doing it earlier on rather than later and, you know, seeing how that helps you. Whether yeah. it's a VA or accountant or I tried to look at my accounts this year and thought, oh, maybe I'll try it myself. And I looked at it and my brain just went, no, 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 no. I cannot do this. So, uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll keep going with my um, accountant. <laughs> yes, rather than doing yeah. that back on myself. Yeah. Just, just trying to reduce the stress where you can, really. Yeah. Yeah. 
of like all the stuff if like money was no object like what are all the tasks that I would outsource if I could and then I kind of like prioritize them and so therefore it's like what would be if I first if a first thing I could spend some money on what would it be you know and have a list and so I know that that's what I'm aiming towards even if I can't afford it right now about networking to start with when I first started my cake business in 2019 I put a thing out there to say you know how can I sort of get out there more and get my name known and somebody suggested networking so I went along to a networking event in Chelmsford a few times obviously then it all kind of stopped as we all know why um so then two years later after the you know expected couple of weeks um I had been working at home with my part-time job um spoke to one person once a week in in the office um I was baking from home at home with my children obviously they hadn't been to nursery and school and everything else and it was just it felt like a really lonely place to be and like unless you're in that situation people just don't understand what it's like being a mum running mm. the house life admin for you your husband your children every you know pets if you've got them running your businesses working yeah until you, you can connect with people that understand what it's like you just feel like no one understands you so um to find people that understand it can talk to you about it and maybe help you find solutions or just listen um and not kind of go oh it's all right you're at home all the time or you, you know you don't have to do this you don't have to do that actually there's still a lot you need to do and probably more so than normal jobs have to do a lot of the time as well yeah. so yeah yeah just i think finding the right people that understand and listen can just make you feel less alone more supported um and just create your own community really so yeah back to sort of the start of your business journey what would you say was kind of some of the bits that you found the toughest at the beginning just knowing what I'm doing in general <laughs> um social media selling I just I don't there's not really one specific thing because even now so what were what we three and a half years later um the learning never stops the opportunities never stops there's always something going on that you can kind of go and do and learn and yeah, yeah. just I think not specifically at the start of the business but even now it's the overwhelm and not letting it overwhelm me and you know with the kids and the house and everything else it's trying to set the boundaries which I'm still working on and I'm open I'm, I openly talk about that because it is a struggle that we all have um I think yeah so boundaries is probably the main one um, mm. because you I, I do work at home I make my cakes at home I do all of my social media for the networking at home and I'm at home with the kids and the school run and everything so I don't actually really you know have that segregation between what's going on here and my business as well so boundaries is definitely a difficult one yeah, it is really hard. Um, I certainly uh, can relate to that as well. And I think as what's really tricky for us um, as women is we naturally have this sort of what they call like a diffuse awareness, which is essentially like we're aware of sort of everything that's going on. Yeah. And so it's really, really hard. You, It's so hard to focus on one thing. So say you're sat down at your dining table, you know, or your desk or wherever you're going to work, and you've got some social media post to write or you want to write a blog post or get some stuff up on your website but what you're aware of is like you know the cat is like at the door wanting to go out or you can see like the breakfast side the kitchen and all of that although you try and switch it off it's always there so, and of course then remembering the school run as well having to go and get your children and i've noticed the school day is so much shorter than the nursery days i used to do so those four hours make a big difference as well it's you always having to be aware of everything else as well you can't ever just focus on what you're doing and, no yeah. and i often get to that point in sort of like later afternoon at sort of like the two you know two-ish when you're kind of like you start to get to that point where you sort of get a bit 
edgy. I'm like, do I start this task yeah. now, knowing that I'm going to have to stop to go and yeah. do the school? And won't focus on it fully, yeah. Yeah, that's always really hard. Um, just knowing sort of when to kind of do that cut off. And then you don't have a transition. I find um, I work really best if when I give myself transitions from like being sort of at home with the kids, focusing on my business and have that transition time. Often I rush, 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 get something finished to, um, you know, to get out on the school run. And then straight away, I'm like um, back in like mum mode and, you know, my school snacks and stuff. And I haven't had that transition and that's really hard because i've still got my laptop up and i can yeah. see that i'm oh, still thinking about what you've just been doing i think a couple of weeks ago i was working on a cake to try and get it finished on a friday afternoon literally to this to the minute i left the house to go and get my son from nursery i was just like, like yeah you just have no even just five minutes you just take a breath and be like right now i'm gonna go and do that it's yeah. impossible when you don't have that it's really difficult my next conversation was an absolutely fascinating chat with Jade, Dr. Jade Redfern, who is a clinical psychologist and a conscious parenting expert. So, yeah, I think it's really good to give ourselves permission to actually just press pause. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, like on social media, like when we're putting ourselves out there a lot and we are, you know, maybe talking in our stories or we're doing lives or creating videos, like... It, we have to we have to be showing up in the right energy otherwise you know i think it doesn't it's not people are going to realize that we're not quite they might not know but they will pick up on it and i think you know it's really important for us to take that step if we feel like we need to because otherwise we're not really we might be putting stuff out there but we're not really serving people how we want to be serving them i think yeah absolutely and i think also one of the things i'm learning to do on a daily basis is to show up and and help my clients because I know I have so much that is helpful and uh, and at the same time being completely real about it so being in the parenting space you know there's so much shame there's so much judgment about parents always feeling like they're not doing enough yeah or that they are not enough or that they're failing their kids or someone's always doing it better than them and it's just not true and there's a real like there's an amazing side to being on social media and then a really difficult side because the cost of comparison is just huge you know and if you're in a certain mindset I guess of thinking that you're not enough or you're not doing enough or you're not whatever it is in your business or in your parenting your brain is going to have that kind of cognitive bias it's going to kind of look for information that confirms that yes and yeah. and, 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 and then and then it kind of almost has this way of then kind of disregarding all the information that maybe challenges that so I guess it's I think it's really important for us to kind of give what we want to give but and, and be real um about about the juggle about you yeah. know absolutely things as well yeah so for you do you think it's um is there an sort of element of, of boundaries that you kind of need to, to set for you and work out what those are for you yeah, I think so. And I think for a lot of us, you know, a lot of us were raised to be good girls, to be good boys, you know, and we have very strong people pleasing parts, especially yeah. if we get into careers where we want to help people, we want to serve people. Um, and I think that can show up where we then struggle to play, put boundaries in place and we kind of help, you know, I sometimes fall into the trap of helping clients to do this and then think, well, hang on a minute, Jay, <laughs> have your boundaries gone, you know, in the same way yes. I say parents about kids don't do what we say they do what we do you know and so it's really modeling the importance of having those boundaries um and no one can really tell you exactly what your boundaries 
should be or need to be because and those boundaries are going to ebb and flow as well I think at the different stages of your life or what you've got going on personally or with your kids or Mm. um yeah but I think boundaries are really important but that people pleasing part will show up and it will you know a lot of the time that that part if it takes over it's because it's frightened it's frightened of disappointing people letting people down on uh, you know not being enough um important thing to to practice um having those boundaries in place you know it's all well and good thinking what do i need to do more of and in fact when we talk about self-care right another thing that we have to do is another thing to fit into the busy mum life right yeah and then we feel bad when we're not taking care of ourselves etc etc but actually it's as important to think what do i need to add in what do i need to let go of this week maybe not like look at the whole year but just this week what do i need yeah i completely agree with you um i often talk to the women that i work with about like obviously learning to say no to stuff because realistically we only have a certain number of hours in a day so everything you say yes to you're effectively saying no to something else right so it's like you can't just keep adding in adding in adding in like something else is gonna having to be pushed out on the other side so it's almost like being more aware of like okay before you say yes that what's that going to mean in terms of what's you know what's going so um i always like to try and um uh, yeah, I- I'm getting learning of this myself still as well because I'm a massive people pleaser in my past. I'm getting better. Um, but one of the things I really try to do is when people ask me to do something or ask me something, I say I have to say I'll get back to you yeah. and give me some time to yeah. like. Otherwise, I'll just say yes, and then I'm like, oh no, now I'm stuck. <laughs> yes, because the people pleasing part, it's like kind of this part of us that kind of gets up and takes over. It's kind of like a knee jerk reaction. We want to please others, and then and and again, it's frightened of letting people down and upsetting people. What does that mean about me? But actually, we need to give. You know, same way kids do, same way adults do. We all need boundaries, and actually. I find at times when I've been really like overly flexible with clients or overly flexible things, it's, it's never really gone well either. It hasn't yeah. helped them and it certainly hasn't helped me. I think people just need clarity. They need to know what you can do and what you can't do. And mm-hmm. of course, actually, people might be disappointed. Let's say you're fully booked and you don't run a wait list and you have to say no to somebody. Yeah really really hard um but actually people are allowed to feel disappointed it doesn't mean that they're disappointed in you they're disappointed in you know situation. Situation yeah. but i think we have to really work at that because the the, the, the people please apart the good girl the good boy just wants to keep on giving yeah massively massively um you mentioned just a, a moment ago about um obviously kids doing what we do and not what we tell them to do um how much of a part of your choice to run your own business is the effect that it's sort of the ripple effect that's having on your children and your family set up how much does that impact for you how much does that impact it's really interesting i think i think i'm always very mindful i guess of i want to kind of model to my kids um that they can be and do anything i think you know and in business certainly it's been a steep steep learning curve for me um because even though I've been running my private practice for a while now it was always alongside my kind of NHS uh, National Health Service work it's only really been in the last year and a half that it's just been solely focused on this so Mm. um I guess I'm just really aware of like 
you know, we can tell our kids that they need to have more compassion for themselves. We can tell our kids that it's okay to make mistakes. But actually what really gets through to our kids is us showing them, showing them that we can set about something and fail, fail being, as I like to call it, you know, first attempt in learning. Love uh, it, yes. <laughs> is, actually there's just so much and, and seeing, I kind of seeing, I'm starting more and more now to see business as a bit of a puzzle. And I think about my two, three-year-old who just loves puzzles and how I can kind of, you know, just really show them that who it is and shine bright. It's really interesting you ask this question though, because like my daughter got her swimming certificate oh, yeah. today, you know, she's passed level one or whatever that means. And she was kind of going around showing everyone kind of in their face, you know. Yes. And the, you know, me being an adult was like, oh my gosh, in, internally, like she's bragging, she's showing off. And I was checking back in with myself going, actually, she's a four-year-old who's incredibly proud of herself and I don't want to squash that part of her. Because mm. I think otherwise we kind of raise kids to become adults who feel they need to keep themselves smaller or mm. bright because we're scared of of I don't know we have that part inside of us that's frightened to be you know, proud of our achievements and things so I think yes. parenting and business there are so many like learnings that that kind of cross over in our lives and finally, I chatted with Alex, the founder and owner of Phonics with Robot Reg. And we chatted all about putting yourself out there on social media and the importance of community. And I find with women that I work with is that quite often people start out their business almost um maybe by default or by, you know, purely circumstance, like you say, have your second child, you realize that the childcare costs and the hourly rate that you're going to get yeah don't don't stack up and it's like well I can't you know I can't physically go back into my job and so therefore what else can I do and people sort of fall into running their own business without maybe doing some of that kind of mindset and, and sort of self-confidence work in order to be able to step into that role it's a totally different role isn't it and a lot yeah. of people I feel um from what I see a lot of people miss that stage yeah I and think about what other people think of them you know if they have been in a very like a corporate job or in a teaching job mm. the people who they used to work with are not used to seeing them like that I remember when I first started like this isn't like you going live on Facebook and I was like it's the new thing yeah. yeah 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 so you just have to you know not listen to those they're just you know they're just jealous absolutely absolutely and I think that's it it's just a case of like you've got to just go out there and figure out what works for you and also I find that with you know when you're going on out on social media and stuff like people will find their own kind of what works for them won't they oh, and, you know you might be someone who loves the dancing and the lip syncing or you might be someone who you know likes doing carousel posts and Definitely. great motivational quotes and whatever like someone will resonate Definitely. with what you and know also it is about how you feel because some of our franchisees don't want to share their children or they don't want to share their you know everything they do but they can still put themselves on and and you know do lots to give some social proof probably could do a whole host of other things you just seem to nail it every time and i want to know your secret like how do you you always seem to be on top of kind of like the trends and the audios and I stuff. I probably spend too much time on social media. That's ah, it. exactly. That must be it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go on. No, I just, I, I'd love to know, like, how you do it. Like, do you, are you quite strict with yourself as to how much time you spend researching things? Or is that a rabbit hole that you do head down quite a lot? 
social media is a massive part of what I do. So I don't beat myself up about it. I um, Yeah, I just... Templates have made things a lot easier. I've got to be honest on real. Yeah. That, that really, yeah. really has helped. Um, yeah, I quite like making them. So it doesn't see it. I mean, you know, I used to teach children all day. Making reels on social media is is, is non-comparable, really. <laughs> I know, it's so much fun, right? <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I mean, you can spend hours just watching, especially TikTok. I mean, that is goodness me. I know, it's dangerous, isn't it? But I think that is what, but you need to do it. And I didn't do it enough to begin with. I used to think like, are- that was perhaps not a great use of my time like just sort of watching other people's things but now I've realized that actually like you kind of have to because that's where you get all your best ideas yeah I know I find there are more ideas well for me on Instagram that I can sort of replicate or use to promote phonics with robot reg I find it harder to find them on TikTok yeah I'm a bit newer to TikTok um yeah me too yeah I'm I just experimenting end up watching, TikTok. Like, yeah me too me too but do you find like will you because Yours seems to be quite a good mix of sort of like your family life and yeah. sort of promoting the business as well. Like, do you have a, a bit of a formula around that or do you just try to... I'd love to it. No, I just mix it up. Yeah. I just yeah. mix it up. Um, yeah. Try to, yeah, do a balance. People don't just want to see the business again and again. But I do find that behind the scenes um, reels or TikToks, do really well um day in the life of do really well so it's a bit of the kids and me dropping them off and then what i've done in the day they do well and obviously any days out always do well oh yeah i think you're right because i think like innately we're quite nosy like you know as a society and i think we like to kind of just see what everyone's up to and um so yeah i think that does that does certainly um does certainly help so how much would you say that social media is like um part of your business like how much of a part of it is massive. it you think? massive um yeah loads we promote our classes on it we get customer bookings from instagram facebook um i get franchisee um interest from it but also it just validates our brand in terms of if somebody's looking to buy a franchise mm. they look at all our you know they do a deep dive of the business yes. so they'll look at all our social media channels and and see you know you can really pick up what the brand is like what the people are like i think from the social media and hopefully from seeing that they can think oh yeah fancy joining this uh this group yeah so yeah it's really important it's massive obviously we don't neglect other forms of marketing um but but social media is massive for us yeah i think you're right and i think that there's there's a huge element of of this kind of social proof isn't there like you're saying like where people kind of want to see that you know you're a real person and that you're approachable and you're you know there's a connection I think people want to connect I certainly find that um so um in my industry which is coaching um people don't really buy a coaching program really they can't they tend to just make a connection with the coach yeah but I find time and time again and without those social media without you showing up authentically as yourself and showing like you say your behind the scenes and your days in the life of and all those kind of things without that people can't connect no that's so true people do buy people it's so true so uh if you're just an anonymous you know we could be posting phonics pictures left right and center but unless they see the the person behind the business be it a franchise or the you know the franchise or then works mm-hmm. probably could do a whole host of other things but fundamentally 
I enjoy creating content on here and that's how I got into this yeah and so I've had to do a bit of work recently about like bringing the fun back in and like re sort of like remembering what I sort of started this for and it was because of how the connections that I made on here with people based on the content that we were making so um if you enjoy being on here if you enjoy consuming the content you might also enjoy making the content on yeah here. yeah and that doesn't mean it can only stay on instagram it can go other places as well and you can be as wherever you like but i come from the sort of approach of we well, still need to enjoy it because if you're just churning out content yeah for the sake of it thinking oh i've got to do i've got to be on tiktok because someone um, you mentioned earlier, obviously, you and Charlie set this up together at the start. Like, what um, would you say for people who are either going into something on their own or they are going into something with a partner? Because I think it's a really, it can be a really different thing. And sometimes setting up on your own can feel really daunting. Um, so what would you say for anyone who's sort of thinking about, you know, getting a partner, going into something with someone else? What are some of the upsides of that and maybe some of the challenges that you and Charlie sort of found along the way? Um, I think we're quite different, which probably helped. So mm -hmm. um, we worked really well together. Our personalities are quite different. So we complemented each other, whereas I may at times rein her in. She may, you know, move things forward. Whereas if I was on my own, maybe I'd, you know, wouldn't have done that so much. So if you were doing this with somebody else, I would suggest that you get on with them really well. Because, uh, you know, there are going to be disagreements. Yeah. We amazingly never did fall out, um, but I think it's just the way our personalities work. And because we're sisters, we're not friends. Do you know what I mean? Well, we are yeah. friends. You know what I mean? <laughs> we are sisters. Um, so it, it worked really well for us. Um, if you are going to go solo, I would just make sure that you do have a network of maybe other businesses around you that can help you or go to the networking events. Um, because, yeah, it can be quite daunting to do it on your own. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think like when I started with my first business, that's one of the things that I found the most challenging um, was just that, yeah, just being out there on your own and thinking like, ah, where do I go for this? And where can yeah. I get that kind of support? And um, yeah, like the networking um, groups and, you know, like places like Charlie's Facebook group and other places where you've just got that group of people that you can go and ask questions to is is. Yeah really important to get really important and just to you know know that everybody's probably in the same boat as you yeah exactly and I think that's the thing and also um what can be really inspiring in some of those places as well is that you will come across people at every level and every stage of their business as well so you've got people who are in it with you and that can be a real support but then also you've got people that you can look to and say okay like you've done this like yeah. how <laughs> help me how did that's you great. get there um which i absolutely love about that and i think that that as well um i don't know because i obviously don't have experience otherwise but i feel that as a woman women are really good at this <laughs> like they're really good at forming these groups and connecting with each other and yeah. supporting each other and championing each other have you found that in your journey or have you oh yeah yeah i mean the um the franchisees that we have are all women and um, they are all championing each other. Um, it's a lovely community, but also a wider community. Um, like you say, Charlie's group and other network groups. I, yeah, I haven't found it anything but supportive and, you know, everybody celebrating each other and, and you know, helping them along the way.
I really hope you've enjoyed these little snippets from these fabulous conversations I've been having over on my Instagram channel at Rachel Bloomfield Coaching. I encourage you that if there's any you found interesting to go check out the full episodes because there's just so much more in there that we chat about. You can find all the episodes on my Mum Boss Monday series on my Instagram channel and we've got loads more episodes coming up. Um, So go check those out. Finally, if this has inspired you with your business, then the BBLL Club, my brand new membership that takes you from business beginners to leading ladies is exactly what you need. This gives you the practical tools as well as the mindset support to really help you to grow your business. And right now it's an exclusive pre-sale period where you can secure membership for just £11.11 per month. I know this is incredible and I promise you there is so, so much value in this membership. To find out more, head to rachelbloomfield.com forward slash BBLL. I'll link it in the show notes.